Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to Hot Off the Wire, a daily podcast that looks at the top news, business, sports, and entertainment stories as reported by the Associated Press. I'm Terry Lipschutz, senior producer for Elite Enterprises and your curator of news. Be sure to subscribe to Hot Off the Wire through Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss daily news updates. And now, the latest headlines. This is AP News. I'm Rita Foley. Donald Trump skipped last night's GOP presidential candidates debate, but among the four candidates who showed up, there was a lot of squabbling. Chris Christie, Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, and Vivek Ramaswamy took the stage at a News Nation debate at the University of Alabama in Tuscaloosa. And I love all the attention, fellas. Thank you for that. <laughs> Haley, who's been getting more attention from voters and donors, drew the brunt of attacks from the Florida governor. I have delivered results. That's what we need for this country. And you have other candidates up here like Nikki Haley. She caves anytime the left comes after her. She smiled as Ramaswamy held up a notepad with Nikki equals corrupt scribbled on it. She should come nowhere near the levers of power, let alone the White House. Christie made the most direct attack against Donald Trump, the absent frontrunner. He is unfit to be president. I'm Jennifer King. The gunman who killed three people at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, was a disappointed job seeker, says a source, a professor who had tried to get a job at the university recently. He was shot dead by police. Student Marco Lau says he was terrified when he heard what turned out to be gunfire. I was just hoping to get away alive at that point, like, because it was, it was loud, like, it sounded like it was right there. And uh, when I seen the cops with their guns, I knew it was, it was serious, so I just wanted to get out, you know, make it alive, that's it. He talked to KTNV-TV in Las Vegas. Authorities in Russia say a schoolgirl used a pump-action shotgun to shoot several of her classmates this morning. One person was killed, five others wounded, before she killed herself, they say. The U.N. now says there are no safe places left in Gaza. Heavy fighting in and around the southern city of Han Yunus has displaced tens of thousands of people. Overnight, Israeli forces hit the town of Rafah, say residents. It was on this date in 1941, December 7th, the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor in Hawaii. The U.S. declared war against Japan the next day. This is AP News. A little change for the horse racing at Belmont Park. The AP's Shelley Adler. There's a change of venue next year for the Belmont Stakes. Due to massive renovations at Belmont Park, the third leg of horse racing's Triple Crown will be run at Saratoga Racecourse in 2024. New York Racing Association President and CEO David O'Rourke. One of the coolest sporting venues on the planet, and uh, it's one of the greatest tourist towns in the nation, so... This is going to, like, everyone's excited. Another change, the length of the race. Pending the approval of the North American Graded Stakes Committee, 
the Belmont will be run at a distance of one and a quarter miles. That's shorter than the race's traditional one and a half miles. And that's due to the shape of the dirt track at Saratoga. I'm Shelley Adler. The growth in sales of electric vehicles is starting to slow down, says a consulting firm. I'm Rita Foley, AP News. This is Farnish Amiri. I'm a congressional reporter with the Associated Press. And Kevin McCarthy has announced that he is retiring from Congress at the end of the year. It is a stunning decision that comes after a tumultuous year for the California Republican who faced an excruciating battle to gain the gavel to become speaker in January only to lose it in October after a group of eight hard right members ousted him as the first speaker to ever be removed from the post. I will not run for speaker again. I'll have the conference pick somebody else. Throughout his nine months as Speaker, McCarthy faced challenges left and right. He was working with a very slim majority and a far-right group of lawmakers who were willing to test him and challenge him every significant vote. And Among McCarthy's accomplishments over his short term as Speaker were raising the debt limit, a negotiation that he had with the White House that resulted in the debt limit being raised until the following year and funding the government on a short-term basis that also required Democratic votes and eventually led to the hatred and vitriol that resulted in his ouster. What comes next for the former speaker is unknown at this time. He made a name for himself as the whip, the majority leader of the House Republican Conference before he became speaker in January for his political fundraising. He was able to raise loads and loads of money for the conference and win the House back twice in his in his tenure. So it's likely that he will continue in that in the political landscape and work to continue to provide money to Republican races across the country. McCarthy's decision to retire at the end of the year leaves now Speaker Mike Johnson with an even slimmer majority, with only a few votes he's capable of losing on major legislative feats that he needs to overcome, including funding the government early next year and many other plans that Republicans have that they want to accomplish before the 2024 election. The military has announced the grounding of all Osprey tilt rotor helicopters due to a preliminary investigation of last week's crash that indicates material failure. The crash killed eight Air Force Special Operations Command service members off the coast of Japan, raising new questions about the safety of the Osprey. It has been involved in multiple fatal accidents over its relatively short time in service. The decision to ground all Osprey was called by the Special Ops Command to mitigate risk while the investigation continues. An Osprey accident in Australia killed three Marines, an incident still under investigation. I'm Dave Ferry. A grand jury in Nevada indicted six Republicans who falsely certified that Donald Trump won the state in the 2020 presidential election. Nevada is the third state to file charges against so-called fake electors. The six were involved in either the state or Clark County GOP. One is state party chairman Michael McDonald. They signed certificates falsely stating Donald Trump won Nevada and sent them to Congress and the National Archives. They were ultimately ignored. The charges against them are felonies, with penalties of between one and five years if convicted. Party Chair McDonald remains a staunch ally of the former president. He was heard saying at a rally in Las Vegas, you give us a fair election, I give you the next president of the United States, Donald J. Trump. 
I'm Ed Donahue. An internal U.S. Coast Guard review finds that too many of its members don't feel safe and that trust in leadership is eroding. The 90-day review is sparked by reports of sexual assault and harassment and calls for an end to a permissive environment that extends to inappropriate jokes and comments and a greater focus from preventing such behavior from the start. An internal investigation first revealed by CNN identified 62 substantiated incidents of rape, sexual assault, and sexual harassment that occurred at the New London Connecticut Academy or by Academy cadets from 1988 to 2006. I'm Dave Ferry. The U.S. has taken a historic step in seeking to punish Russians involved in the Ukraine war. The Biden administration has charged four Russian military members with war crimes, alleging they kidnapped and tortured an American in Ukraine. The Justice Department's first criminal charges under the U.S. war crime statute. Attorney General Merrick Garland says the four Russians took the man from his home last year. Threw the victim to the ground while he was naked, tied his hands behind his back, pointed a gun at his head, and beat him with their feet, their fists, and the stocks of their guns. Before staging what FBI Director Chris Wray and Homeland Security Chief Alejandro Mayorkas called a mock execution. Absolutely unconscionable crimes speaks to the brutality criminality and depravity of Russia's invasion. The man and his Ukrainian wife were eventually evacuated. Sagar Magani, Washington. AP Sports, I'm Tom Merriam. In the first blockbuster trade of baseball's offseason, the Yankees have acquired all-star slugger Juan Soto from the cost-cutting Padres. San Diego received right-handed pitchers Michael King, Johnny Brito, Randy Vasquez, and Drew Thorpe, along with catcher Kyle Higashioka. In addition to Soto, the Yankees get gold glove center fielder Trent Grisham. Soto was traded to the Padres just over 16 months ago by the Nationals for six high-level prospects after turning down a massive contract offer. The 22 NBA teams who did not make it to the final eight of the NBA's in-season tournament were all back in action Wednesday. Joel Embiid scored a season-high 50 points, adding 13 rebounds as the 76ers topped the Wizards 131-126. Speaking of 50 points, that's how much the Mavericks routed the Jazz by. Luka Doncic had a triple-double by halftime. The Cavaliers knocked off the Magic as Donovan Mitchell scored 35. To come out and play the way we played tonight was was great. Um, But, you know, it's one night. You know I mean? That's kind of where I'm at. Like, you know, this is great, great win. But, you know, we got to do it again in two days. Other NBA victors, the Heat, Nets, Bulls, Warriors, Clippers, Rockers, Timberwolves, and the Grizzlies who handed the Pistons their 18th straight loss. College basketball. In the only matchup of AP-ranked teams, number 8 Marquette lassoed number 12 Texas 86-65. A big win for Coach Shaka Smart over his former team. Our defense got better as the game went on, and I think the critical stretch for us was the end of the first half. Number 3 Houston routed Cross City rival Rice, while number 15 Miami also nearly doubled the score on Rod Strickland's LIU team. Hockey, the Panthers won a matchup of two of the NHL's elite teams, edging the Stars 5-4 to four, as Evan Rodriguez had a four-point night. The focus was just on the next shift, no matter what happened. Uh, treat it like it's the playoffs, you know, try to limit the momentum swings, and I thought we did a great job of that. Other NHL winners, the Oilers, Lightning, and defending cup champion Golden Knights, who now lead the league with 39 points. Tom Merriam, AP Sports. Language learning platform Babbel, with the British Institute of Verbatim Reporters, has identified the top words of 2023, which newsreaders, politicians, public figures and others have spent time figuring out how to pronounce correctly. 
Noelle Wolfe, a live teacher at language learning platform Babbel, says she tries to be exposed to a wide array of languages because, as we see this year, a lot of mispronounced words are from different cultures. An example, the onomatic name of the Hawaiian volcano, Kilauea. That's the volcano that erupted several times this year, and which was why it was in the news, of course. And I think it's really great because it shows, like, sounds that maybe we are not used to because it's from the Hawaiian island, of course. And now it's so integrated in our vocabulary because it's been in the news the whole year. Another one that's caught Wolf's eye is Stone of Schoon, an apparently obscure royal term which became centre stage on May the 6th in Britain. The Stone of Schoon is actually a word that has existed for a long time, which is why it's so great that it's in this year's list because it shows the influence of recent events like the coronation this year, how it influenced our languages. So it's a stone that was used during the coronation ceremonies and it's kind of known as the stone of destiny also. Charles Duladesma, London. TV producer Norman Lear has died at the age of 101, according to a family representative. I'm Archie Saraletta with a look at his career. Boy, the way Glenn Miller played. All in the family, the Jeffersons, Maud, Good Times, Sanford and Son, One Day at a Time. Those were all Norman Lear shows. They were groundbreaking as well, reflecting conflicts over politics, single moms, racial divisions, and abortion. Lear said in a 2020 AP interview, putting a black family next door to the bunkers on All in the Family seems like comedy gold. It started with, what would Archie's reaction be to that? Lear also founded the advocacy group People for the American Way. He said his interest in politics began as a kid when he'd mail his grandfather's letters to President Franklin Roosevelt. I'm Terry Lipschitz, thanking you for listening. Audio provided by the Associated Press. Music is by Skillcell and provided through Pixabay. Be sure to subscribe to Hot Off The Wire on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.